This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And our topic is scenes. Once again, we've returned to scenes in the past. I know I've done an episode making a scene, which is a construction of the scene. And I've just been doing some research on scenes, uh, reading some articles, and say the function of the scene. So beyond the construction of a scene, um, say how how scenes can be different. In the past, I've talked about uh, like a rising scene versus a falling scene, and a, a translation would be um, a, a more active scene versus a passive scene. That things are happening to the character. Uh, and characters in a scene and th there's this question of, of response is, is it proactive um, is, is it requiring something from a character uh, are they able to react or is it more that it's happening to them and you know they've been captured and they're you know and they're being taken somewhere so the scene is is um, is less active. I'm just thinking of a of an example of complicating that, where that say a conversation. Um, just thinking about a scene that I was engaging with recently, where a a very powerful character was incapacitated, and um, my own creative process is sort of okay. Well, let's put this person say, in a hospital, right? And they're unable to uh, move freely, but they have the power of speech. And so they're using that to, um, to be active, that in speaking, in dialogue, um, but also, say, facial expression, uh, body language, that they're able to you know, make, some, you know, respond to, to what's happening around them. There's a sense of um, control, of power, in that, that that there's the, there's a concern at work, um, and I'm going right for control freak. That uh, all characters really are control freaks. Um, say if nothing is happening, then you know that's that's not interesting, right? Um, and yet we do have examples of that. We, we, we do have examples of characters who are just floating through and, um, you know, it, there's almost like, say, no value to their presence or perhaps it's, say, a com comedic relief that they're so um, disengaged. On, on Twitter, a writer um, that I was sort of responding to, is, they had posted about how their <laughs> their mood is uh, current mood and it it is that they are um people think that they're very relaxed but in fact what it is is that they're just totally unplugged from reality that it's just too much too overwhelming and kind of numbed out um but it, in in the sense of say control and and that weird balance of you know, you give yourself 50% and then you hand over 50% to the world uh, instead of trying to control everything on the outside and, uh, and yet being bereft within oneself. <clears throat> okay, so back to scenes. Uh, one thing I liked reading about scenes is the notion that um, the uh, linking scene is called a sequence and so say you have your scene where there's um, activity, things are happening th that serves, you know, say, um, the greater plot, the greater story. Uh, and yet you'll have these moments of transition of moving from one scene to another scene. And that um, passageway is, is different, is separate. And so that would be a sequence. Um, and I, I like that uh, in that there's this language to communicate that we can communicate as writers publishers editors um even reviewers 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, critics. <laughs> uh, Moss's trash, Moss's latest trash, right? You know, excellent garbage, good for recycling. And, um, but of course, of course, my, my one, my one, um, the reader that I'm writing for, that one reader that, uh, you know, it's, it's just all about us, right? It's just about that, that relationship. That's it. And, uh, that communication and uh, forget everything else. Moss, why do you say these things? Because there is an element of the control freak. Right. And um, another conversation on Twitter about about gold stars, right? You know, say kids, you know, it's gold stars. Give them gold stars. And teenagers, uh, another writer was saying their their teenager kids want gold stars. They like it. They like this approval. And even though it's symbolic, we're creatures of symbolism. We live in symbolism. Um tangents and segues all right back to scenes uh scenes as control scenes as conflict i remember being teaching instructing one class and it was about that it was about um uh in in the sense of what is it i, I remember saying con conflict 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 that's what it is that's you know it's that's what it's about that's what we're doing and so say we have a scene uh and that it has this purpose th that there's this intention um if if it's that it's the loss of power which before i've called uh, a down scene that the point of view character the protagonist is losing you know, um, that say, you know, they're not, they don't have agency. And either it's because they've hobbled themselves that for some reason that they are not able to do something um, out of fear, conditioning, programming. Um, I'm just imagining, say, a scene where there's like, say, a prisoner of war camp and, you know, one cannot just do whatever they want. Uh, I'm just thinking of, say, I don't know about your situation, but say my situation, being around people who, to you know, say to one degree or another, are in a scene that they are able to be more active than myself or less active. That, say, um, currently right now, even though it's tough, it's very familiar to me, um, and I, I'm, I'm say <laughs> scenes that I'm moving through on a daily basis. I have to say too that writing has really come home uh, for me. That the, the 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 most relevant thing to be writing about is is reality. You know, even though it's fictionalized, but sort of say bringing it into the moment rather than say personal escapism right i want to get out of this situation the reverse is happening for me right so i'm looking at the scene that i'm in currently and and that's a kind of you know mind flip right that's turning the tables and it, it yeah and it, it, pros and cons pros and cons um so the say, say the scene that i'm currently in the um the setting is very well known to me is it along the lines of write about you what you know um right away i think there's going to be two camps there's going to be people saying writers and even readers saying well i didn't sign up for that you know uh, <laughs> moss are you talking about journalism are you talking about rather journal writing um i guess that's where they i guess that's where journalism came from is you know, people wandering around with their journals, writing down, you know, um, uh, accounts of what's going on. Right. So the scene. Uh, at this point, I'm sort of moving into a direction of the 
the the the best writing is going to be something that is um that resonates that it, there's this reality to it and of course it's being embellished but it's it's about drawing the reader in and uh there's also this quality of sharing that you're you're welcoming you know say you know having kind of like a not a housewarming party but you know you you're meeting this person you're inviting them over um some kind of like party is it a dinner party is it um uh, a potluck you know you're supposed to bring food uh it you know something along those lines right it 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 becomes more intimate so this is <laughs> i didn't imagine the uh this episode was going that way but it that is very close to home for me um and it marks a shift in scene editing so not scene writing but scene editing to to bring myself to bring my experience very much um uh, mindfulness being in the moment versus um writing about something that is not occasionally the conversation will pop up on on Twitter because that's where I am and I'm only talking to writers I'm not I'm not talking to other people um <laughs> surprise so when people talk about you know like you know oh it's terrible on on Twitter and I and I go really wow um anyhow yeah stick to your community focus and uh you know get out the colander the sieve and um yeah filter filter out the um the people that are, that are not that are not in the joy joy luck club uh right so um a shifting a shift away or just a contrast of of two styles of writing and um a difficulty there is that say there's got to be room for the reader that they bring themselves to um to the situation but that there's um so there's enough room for them but there's also this you know the scaffolding the structure is there um you know things that uh signals again symbolism that they're going to bring to to that scene. So my hope starting off was to be talking about scenes like say the function of scenes, especially the um the movement between, you know, one scene or another and um I've talked in the past about transition, transition between um two scenes and um also a beautiful what is it called uh showing versus telling in a sequence so we're talking about um you know this this connection uh, between two scenes and that in a scene we're going to have more showing we're going to have uh we're going to be get getting closer and um that's it's like almost like say real time that it's happening whereas with the telling it's pulling back we can have a um a compression of time that's right yeah compression of time so we could be in a paragraph we could talk be talking about a week you know something happened and we're moving quickly uh it it's not that important in the sequence but in the scene uh you know we want to move from one scene to another the scenes are important and yet there's a bridge we we require something that's going to connect uh the two now i'm thinking of songs and and you uh, <laughs> sing you sing song structure uh, uh pop music song structure right so you know chorus verse no no sorry verse chorus a couple times and then we'll go to the bridge and then we'll go back to the chorus and verses um why moss why i think that would be an actually in an interesting structure for uh something uh a song no 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 a canto there we go no no uh 
for something like a, a novella, um, even flash fiction, to be structuring it that way. Structure. We don't need structure. Um, I've been down that path, and I think it's really actually important to go to the building blocks and to start making your own structures and, and sort of say reasons, um, patterns, because that's what it is. It's patterns. Um, and, and, but also to be returning with new insight, uh, back to how we prefer things and how we like things such as music, right? The, the way that we've, um, um, Traditions, like say styles, ways we've you know we've grown up. Uh, sometimes I look at rock and roll <laughs> or popular music, and it just to me does not make sense, right? The patterns and structures, um, a lot of it, like it seems like this endless um, revolution, rebellion, right? Every generation, you know, throwing it out the window and saying, you know, oh, we're gonna do it, you know, new and fresh and wild. And uh, th that, yeah, that uh, playing, playing with these building blocks is, uh, is essential. So we want to do that to make it fresh and lively. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of right now where we have, say, one generation is <laughs> insulting the other generation. So it's the, uh, the millennials calling the baby boomers boomer and... Uh, acknowledging but also mocking and if i was a baby boomer i would not be offended <laughs> it's like well okay well they know that i'm you know i'm from the baby boom uh but but actually this as a rejection um just thinking of an argument i have with a um a lovely uh a lovely uh, i don't want to say book collector he's got these he's got the largest this is Peter. Is it Peter Hallett's? Sorry, Peter. But it's Peter. He's got the largest uh, SFF collection in Canada, like Canadian science fiction and fantasy. And that's cool to hang out with him. But we, we actually have had an argument, and I really wanted it to be a sort of constructive one. Um, a, um, yeah, very sort of passionate conversation. Moss, what does this have to do about scenes? <laughs> well, the that argument, that impassioned moment, that was a scene. You know, we were both making a scene. There were other people in the Zoom who were <laughs> sort of throwing darts at us. And uh, it was really important and good that we're having the conversation. Difficult. And... Um, and yet ultimately it was, it was like two, two boars crashing into each other and, um, some, something along the lines of asterisks and obelix, because they were always, you know, hunting boars in the, uh, in the forests of Gaul, ancient, uh, France. Okay. Okay. Bring us back boss. So, so settings, settings, scenes. The function, the function of a scene. Um, I mentioned before building blocks. So we have our our narrative. You know, say someone's entering into the narrative. We are um, we are constructing something. And and two, this is beyond the act of writing and say the intention of sitting down, being creative, spilling it out onto you know this um medium that sounds good and there is this uh brokenness actually that's at work right so we're taking a whole thing and we're breaking it up into segments i'm going back to the first manuscript novel length manuscript i wrote so this is 25 years ago and you know, I was intent on doing it. It was going to be 300 pages because that's, you know, that's the usual book I was picking up or the book at the time picked it up 300 pages. And I wrote and I did not, um, 
I just, I didn't, I knew that there were chapters. And so I, I gave myself like a length. Okay. I will do this. And then, you know, I think it was like 10 to 20 pages. And then it's the end of that chapter. Um, but say, what if, what if you take those limitations out, right? Chapters. What if you take chapters out? Uh, what if you take, um, all these moments, I'm just thinking of, um, gosh, is it a chapter break? Is it a section break? Where say we have, um, a double line an empty, you know, this blank space to, uh, signal to the reader that there's been this transition of time and or space. Um, so we're moving to a different location uh, or um, time. Right. So what if we take all of those out, all of those limits, all those limitations? What if we just have one long, um, I'm not going to say stream of consciousness, but, but that it is a stream that it is one continual um, scene, in a sense, does, is that so terrible, say, to have one continuous scene? Um, critics are going to go in and, and, or rather scholars are going to go in and bust it up. They're going to break it up into components and say, well, this is the opening scene. This is the, this is the closing scene. This is, um, these are all, you know, the plot points, right? And, um, oh, I particularly like that section, you know, there, that one. So it, it seems to be in our nature that we, we bust up this thing um, that we call story. And what is usually plot, um, and, and say st story... And see, this is being pedantic, but you know, at that, at this point in the conversation, that's what I've got to do. I've got to you know, sort of constrain myself, remind myself that there's this difference uh, between uh, two points. You know, the plot and story—they're two different things: external versus internal. And is it that we're going for an experience? Yes, uh, a human experience of uh, being within, right? That we, that we all have that experience of, you know, we are, we are the pilot, we are the, um, we are the, the driver, uh, the engineer of the train. Then there's the actual, you know, there's the actual, uh, the, the, the best analogy I heard for plot and story was um, the train, that the, the train is, the story and the tracks are the plot. Yeah, so that I, I quite like that. But um, in in this um, in this dividing the division of uh, of a narrative of a story and a plot. <laughs> it's weird because we say storytelling, but we don't say plot telling, and it's. Um, so there's this confusion, confusion there. But again, it's pedantic. It doesn't matter to the lay person, right? It doesn't matter to the person on the street, you know, what is a plot and what is a story? And they'll get used, whatever. Um, I've been there. I'm sure you have. Maybe you're still there. Um, <laughs> maybe you've returned, right? I can't stand this pedantic stuff. What is pedantic? Uh, pedantic is a really strict sort of say um it's like no it's like fandom right knowing everything about a certain subject right and you know too much and you're always correcting people and saying you know <laughs> you know no no that's not the way to do it or that's the wrong terminology and you know you're not pronouncing it right it doesn't matter and yet to some people it does um it matters in the sense of of say personally, I want to make that distinction because I look at it as say for storytelling, there's also plot telling. That would be an interesting conversation. Are you a plot teller or a storyteller? <laughs> ah, you know, 
what are you talking about? Uh, okay, so scenes. Uh, you know, please continue on this journey with me. So imagine a book that is one long scene that we are in uh, a moment and that there is, you know, there, there are no breaks uh, in the sense of, say, chapters, right? Chapter one, and then we're moving on to this next and this next and this next. The, the question there is, why do we do it? Why do we, why do we jump from place to place to place to place? For the sequences, for these transition, these bridges, why? Why do we use these in order to, um, to tell our <laughs> narrative? There we go. Why, why do we do this thing um, in, in our books, in our shows, right? Why, why are our um, streaming, uh, because television is dead. So, you know, streaming, internet, um, whether you're bootlegging or, you know, <laughs> avoiding the karmic debt. Uh, and it seems that movies are, are moving that way too. I just heard that uh, there's no more Star Trek movies, right? They've thrown in the towel and uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, and oh, why? Because just, you know, uh, we're in the middle of a, of a plague. <laughs> it's not a plague, but it's a, it is a pandemic. And, um, you know, finances, etc. You know, we're, we're not supposed to be going into closed spaces with huge amounts of people. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. Are they going to sort of, you know, every second seat, right? Are they going to make it where... Anyways, we're most likely this is the death knell of the, um, the movie industry and that, it, you know, that it's shifting online. And really, it already has. Um, but, you know, death knells, right? You know, <laughs> people, people holding on, right? One, one finger on the cliff, right? You know, I'm not ready yet. Um, let go, let go. <laughs> take that, take that leap. Uh, <laughs> Mama, dad, a bird. I'm not ready to leave the nest. Uh, right. So we have this, you know, let's, let's do this. Instead, we have this streaming show and, you know, we are in one place and one time and one uh, protagonist situation and that we're, we're not going for, um, this division. Is it that it, it suggests our own nature and our own state that we are composed of scenes that, um, that we, at least in say culturally, and I have something to add on here. Oh, the name is Shona. I'm pretty sure. She's a, she's a local author, writer, and um, I, I, I'm just saying this uh, to, to return to this. She made this comment about the binary. I might as well just go into it. So Shona is saying, um, uh, was talking about how binary is taught in schools and that the, the opposite exists, this non-binary or NB or NB. And uh, that is something that I'm I'm also familiar with. You say not like say it it's used in a gender context, but it's also a, a Buddhist context where there's there's not a division, or at least attempting to go for um, not having a division. And the the great division, you know, the huge division is birth versus death right that you know that's the sort of the the two parts and yeah, please continue with me but the erasure of that and say in in the context of shona uh she and two please correct me shona but it was to do with um first nations and she would have to say more of of, of that and i could have got the context wrong but i I really, you know, as I remember, she's talking about 
classroom. She's talking about a way of learning, but also a, an alternative, right? That there's not one way to do something, that there's opposing ways. Buddhism is, I think, like hopefully for you that say that that's a foothold for you or a, you know, <laughs> a, a finger on the cliff, you know, that, uh, you know, that's how you're hanging on to this notion, right? Moss, what are you talking about? So instead of birth and death, that there's just life, right? So, for the, the, you know, that there's no beginning and ending. It's just one long thing. Um, this reminds me of Kurt Vonnegut and Slaughterhouse-Five, where they have um, <laughs> maybe just, you know, plug your ears or mute or something as I talk about these aliens. Okay, mute yourself or whatever, and then come back in a minute, maybe. Leave the room, go do your thing. Get a fresh cup of something. So Kurt Vonnegut, there are these aliens. And these aliens, what they do is they have a different notion of existence, of time. That they view themselves as these, their life is this long caterpillar, right? Which is, which is a simplistic way. I, I was troubled right away when I read it. I was in my teens and I was like going, that's a very long caterpillar and a very sort of knotted up and complex root, you know, from, um, <laughs> even during the the nine months, right, that you're, you're, you know, you're forming, you know, and then you emerge, um, good lord, <laughs> good lord. <laughs> okay, so, uh, the scene. So let's start with the question of, well, why aren't we doing that? Why, why do we view our existence? Uh, why not? Why not view it in a non-binary state? And I, I just like to sort of go, you know, well, uh, in the context that it's been delivered. So we're talking about, you know, the European experience. Um, that's where I'm coming from. I do have a counter-cultural um, background, but that's nested. That's, um, couched in the experience of of the of the you know european um, sort of like the the hippie commune was was uh full of people who had come from that and we were surrounded by it and uh really it was it was very brief in its <laughs> perfection <laughs> it's sort of like you know flash in the pan and then it's over uh, oh, so you're talking about the summer of love? Okay, fine. However you want to define it. So, so there are these, these uh, experiences where they do erase. And yet, uh, in a very natural, like say, if you're approaching it from a culture or belief system or philosophy, an ideology that you know, identifies, you know, that, you know, wait a second, right? There's the birth and then there's the death. There's these two points. And in between them, there are these um, moments that happen. Uh, that <laughs> I was going to get into details and I was like, no, that's kind of messy. And um, some of the suggestion I'm thinking that say, oh gosh, now I'm talking about it. But say it's... Um, kind of uh, horrible uh, rituals and rites of passage through so that there's not just one rite of passage, but that there's many and um, some of them are, are horrible and, and, and grotesque. For example, um, uh, war conflict along those lines, right? We don't have to do it. We choose to do it. You know, we, we decide to do it. You know, no Moss, it's necessary. And, um, okay, well, what, you know, necessi what makes it necessary? Necessitates? And those scenes uh, have a beginning and an ending. I do, I do, I was so, I thought it was so cool when Shauna was saying this. And too, I was an outside observer of this scene that was happening. I think it was on Twitter. And... Uh, sort of say seeing that hearing it processing it and now i'm sharing it with you 
um, as this outsider. So what would that be? Is that objective? I have this objective-ish versus the subjective. So, so let's say that it's part of human nature, um, but that there's also an awareness via Shana, via Buddhism, um, and other avenues uh, of experience that there's what, what I would go for and say transcendent um, across the board, even in the psychological sense of, um, let's, let's do Jung, let's do Carl Jung, of um, individuation and uh, an experience, an awakening of the self with a big S, um, and then whatever translation you know you want to you want to make of it. <laughs> now, now my ancestors, or my you know deep Christian ancestors, are just like, yeah. no, no. Well, you can take it how you like it. Um, that that there is that there's this uh, opposition to uh, the reality, the stark reality, and these uh, scenes, you know, in a life of three acts, uh, that uh, there's this, these division of co uh, components. Uh, myself, I'm moving through the, hopefully this is the tail end of the midlife crisis, hopefully, and uh, I can't re recommend it and prepare yourself, you know, for, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, life, life, um, sparks of hope, sparks of hope, uh, but also as an example of looking ahead and even say experiences, um, in one's youth, you know, and, and learning this arc that we're going to be going on and, um, hopefully we've, hopefully we've been gifted with, um, how to live in scenes. Uh, myself, some scenes are very doable. Uh, some scenes I can totally manage and are, are not a problem. Whereas other scenes are just impossible and yeah, you know, cannot be done. Uh, it's sort of say beyond comprehension, beyond um, coping skills, ability. Uh, and yet it's not, it's not one scene. You know, there's, there's multiple scenes. Thank goodness. <laughs> imagining if it was just one long scene and you were unable to, you know, you know, operate within that, uh, within those parameters. Yeah. Like, how do I do this? Don't you know? It's au naturel. You just, you just do the thing. So uh, let us return to writing and editing. And we've passed the midpoint of the episode. And so there's this, the success, uh, the false success of the midpoint. And what is that? Go. Oh, so now we comprehend, right? Uh, what a scene is, you know, it's a component of a, of a greater structure. It's this mini structure. It's got a mini three act arc. Uh, it's either comedic or tragic, you know, uh, comedic is yay. The protagonist wins. And then, uh, tragic is the protagonist loses, um, scenes, uh, rise with success or fall with failure. Um, they are I mean, just to just roughly uh, place it. So they are um, in the rising, they are active and, you know, it's about, it's about doing and reacting versus passive and um, things are happening to you. Um, you, you know, you, you're losing power uh, in this struggle for control. Okay. So, you know, we're feeling all successful. Oh, we understand what scenes are all about, you know, and, uh, yeah. okay. End of episode. Moss is finished. Uh, and yet, no, you know, we're heading off into the darkness. We're heading off into the, um, uh, the, the deep, dark secret of scenes. And 
I, I had mentioned earlier that, it, say, with what I'm doing now, it has to do with, you know, me. It has to do with me and where I'm at and uh, sort of say the, the, the terrible truth of experience. Uh, in, I don't know about you. Maybe you're re reveling in what's going on right now. Um, but I, I have this... I'm having this um, look, I'm having this sort of, I'm seeing something and, and I don't like it. And yet I don't have control over it. You know, I'm one voice in three or four billion people and I can say something, I can talk about something, but ultimately, you know, I, I can, you know, I'm not shaping reality and, uh, <laughs> even even though I can imagine that, you know, this omniscient uh, uh, author. Um, <laughs> Moss, please continue. Oh, genderless and doesn't have an age limit and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe a, like sort of a caterpillar kind of uh, uh, <laughs> omniscience. But that, that in in this current moment, and seeing the potential for um, somebody, somebody described it as as um, burning the. It was like the uh, in Germany, um, and when when Hitler took power, that it's something like the Senate was burned down, the German Senate or Congress, uh, the building, right? And you know, obviously. That you know, obviously that hasn't happened, but um, let's see. I'm just sort of centering myself and grounding myself, and wow, we've really you know escaped success. And um, say that for for where I'm at with writing, the success is to be in the moment and not to be looking at um, at the outside as say what defines. Uh, what I am working on in the scene. Um, yes, the the creator, uh, the creative, the, um, the artist has uh, omniscience in, in what they're doing, in, in their, the creative work that's happening inside. Um, I, 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 unfortunately, I, I go back to Virginia Woolf that she had to leave the experience. I always like the um, advice, start the next project right away. In a sense, continue the project. You know, don't take a break, right? Because um, just say from my own um, mental health experience and studying uh, Virginia Woolf in uh, university, taking a, a class and and going, oh, I know, I know that feeling. And how, how do you, how do you avoid that experience of you have it all together? You know, you're, you're, you're working on, you're working on your scene, right? You're working on your oneness within, you know, your own experience of transcendence. Um, and, you know, with all the wonderful confusion of it, <laughs> it's not real. And then you, you, you return to reality and you totally don't have control, right? It's, yeah, you, like, you know, you have control over yourself. Perhaps, you, you know, you can sort of adjust a few things and a few people, but, but not really. Um, yeah. And two, those kind of relationships are doomed. <laughs> Once people... Uh, you know, figure it out, right? You know, say, oh my gosh, this person's manipulating me. So long, Moss. And so I really hope that that's not, you know, endemic. Is that the right word? Scenes. Scenes. So we're moving into the failure of this episode, the, you know, this turning point, um, plot point. Really ought to be story points. Yeah, there ought to be two two lines with uh, plot points and then story points, you know, two separate arcs, and of course they're all interconnected. But 
this is from me having studied film. Didn't really get that from literature, but I really got that from film, studying screenplay, writing, taking writing. Okay, so the deep dark that we're heading towards, the belly of the beast, um, the um, this transformation that happens. A bunch of times I've said that the end of the second act is all about the end of the ego, uh, that it's about um, have to let go, have to change in order to accomplish, um, you know, the, the main goals. What are they called? The uh, three, the three big storylines uh, of the central question, I think it's called. And um, that was, I think that's Jeffrey Sketcher from uh, Screenplay Manual. And yeah, let's say we're holding ourselves back um, from from doing this thing. And that it is it is very normal. The the external world that um, we agree to and sorry for this, but in order to exist and in a psycho psychological sense, right, in order to navigate this, that we sign on. Um, into we're signed into right our our community and family etc cetera, etc cetera. we sort of buy into this um, and hopefully it's not too shabby not too bad and uh, and yet you know vast amounts of division and uh, <laughs> in my in in, in my situation it's sort of you know I see a lot of work ahead I see a lot of writing and confronting um, the divisiveness and, uh, and to the quote-unquote necessity of uh, whatever you want to call it, schism, um, a border, a division, um, big other, which is, I've, I've really sort of, I'm holding on to. Um, it's a, I can't remember the philosopher's name. He did um, this, this great documentary um, pervert's Guide to Ideology? No. Ugh. Anyways, so it's a philosopher and he's talking about uh, cinema and it makes it very accessible and um, cool. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, so uh, the terrible thing about the scene. The terrible thing about the scene is that the scene is against us, right? The scene is divisiveness. The scene is a, is a structure of um, brokenness. You know, it, it's, we make it um, a multitude or, a, uh, you know, we, we add these facets to it, you know, rather than uh, an ex a healing, holistic experience of oneness. Oh, Moss, you're such a hippie. Um, and yet, you know, I'm wanting to encapsulate, I want to translate that experience and communicate that, right? And I want to have that, I am having that discussion um, with, say, you, with the reader. Uh, uh, why? Because that's something um, I want to be, I am in, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's just got to be, right? It's, it's, it's just, it just seems really pointless otherwise. And um, especially say, you know, this time and place and, and what we're doing and how we're doing it and uh, the incompetence, the incompetence, the incompetence, even my incompetence, right? And, and just, you know, oh my God, we, we are so stupid. You know, is it possible for us to get smarter? Um, are we going to be able to do this? Uh, yeah, so that's the conversation. Can we get it together and um, be nice to each other and uh, survive this? Okay, so now <laughs> we're moving into the... Mas, I don't want to talk about this. It's scary down in the basement. Oh, come on. It's just a basement. You know, maybe there's a mouse. At the worst, it's a rat. It could be something bigger than that, but it's not going to be any any weirder. <laughs> now, as I'm saying that, I'm going, my imagination is imagining like, you know, oh, yeah, what if there's a dragon in the basement? You know, uh, 
sort of a King Arthur moment. There's two dragons fighting in the basement. And uh, that's a great sort of literary, um, you know, literary reference, but it's also psychological, symbolic. Uh, it's important. We've got to go down into the basement. And why? Because it's us, you know, that the division that we're handed, that there are, that, you know, that, that there's, that we've got to divide ourselves, right? Cut ourselves off. And uh, instead of being uh, one person, right, that we are actually, you know, cut ourselves off from our worst nature and, you know, say, oh, wow, you know, so-and-so is very civilized, right? They're very um, cultivated culture. They are very um, chill and relaxed. You know, meanwhile, they're just unplugged right? They're not plugged in and um, they're numbing themselves out because this is not, you know, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> and yet it, that's, that's existence. That's life. That's how we're doing this thing. That's why we're doing this thing. So uh, going down into the basement, it's our other half. Um, if you want to go into the young in say you know, shadow right we're going to experience the this um unpleasant side of ourselves uh that works like for millions of years right there's a reason it's there it does the thing and um it, it, but it's it's also this mess i keep returning to thinking of um the victorians and, and to the victorians never ended uh, there's just as much repression now as, you know, as then, and then before it's, it's not like suddenly it spiked and now it's falling off and we're all, you know, peace, love, and <gasps> granola. That's what it was. Peace, love, and granola. Uh, it's, it's not, um, I, you know, I can go out and I can find a Victorian right now. <laughs> I play the Victorian. Right, in order to um, soothe the concerns of others, right? You know, oh, Moss, you seem like such a civilized da 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 da. And I will, I will bring up, um, you know, say different avenues where, uh, like, say the survivalist influence, right, or the or the hippie influence, and that really disturbs some people right some people are a bit perverted by it that like say that they they fetishize it they it's a, a thrill to them um i can remember being um let's say friendships i can remember being in a friendship and i i was exotic i was this thing that i was like this sort of unrepressed to 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 this other person i was this sort of gateway <laughs> into i actually felt eventually like this gateway that they just passed through right you know thank you very much i was like oh okay you're welcome <laughs> i don't know what just happened as long as as long as you're happy you know um into of disappointment a gateway of disappointment that the reality was stark and that it was not what they thought it was you know that it was sort of hyped and built up and you know um <laughs> the volcano after it's erupted right you know you have this, the summer of love right and then this uh great and terrible emptiness afterwards moss what are you talking about um yeah i'm sorry to detonate your um your, your hippie dreams or whatever, high deals. Okay. This is just a hello to the veterans of the counterculture. Hi. <laughs> I'm your worst nightmare. Coming back to haunt you. So, uh, so the terrible thing is in it is the best. And, oh, can I do that now? Are we out of the crisis? Just have to check if we're... Oh, yeah, we are. We're out of the crisis, and we're approaching the climax. Or maybe we're in the climax. 
So down in the basement, there is a treasure. And it is, and I got to say for most of us, I've met people who've, you know, I swear they've got it, right? They've got it, right? They're living in the moment. They're enjoying, you know, um, they've got their 50%. They've got themselves. And then there's the 50% of the outside world. They've got, they've got their inside world. Uh, and yet I, I want to say most people, including myself, don't. And, and yet going into the basement, I find the best part of myself. And why is it that it is a, a, a monster? Why is it that it's, you know, oh, we've, we've got to divide ourselves. And I, like say, I remember, I remember the exact moment where that division happened, right? Where it was, it was the end of the beginning. And that was, uh, it's time to grow up. It's time to be an adult. You know, it's time to move on. And um, I was horrific, you know, to, to have the toys taken away and replaced with a wasteland, right? It's time to, you know, it's time to get ready for the wasteland, right? It's time to have nothing inside. It's all outside. And that's, and of course that's a lie. And it's, I think it's the worst thing that you could ever do to a kid. And, uh, and yet here we are. And yet here we are. And as well that we have a culture of that. Um, thank goodness that there are those out there that can say, you know, carry the, you know, carry the torch, carry the flame, um, share it, um, relight the fire that was um, smothered, doused out, whatever. That also that it's within ourselves. But to go down there, you've you've got to get past the fear. You've got to get past the stereotypes and this idea that. Uh, <laughs> basically, the lie, the lie, and the illusion of, of of the outside. It's like yes, yes, of course, there's an outside, but there's also an inside. And when you're told that there's not an inside, that's that's destroying. That's and two, this is me. I'm talking to you about my writer's experience, and you know that having a scene right? An undivided scene. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, in a sense, you cannot do that in a narrative. Like if, if you, if you place that, um, scene of oneness, right? A transcendent scene. If you do that, uh, there is say a, a disappointment. There's a quality of say, you know, I don't understand what, what do you mean? Um, and, and yet it is, precious and and I really appreciate every time that um, you know I've been reading and then there was this moment uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance and say reading something like that there's this moment uh, and and leaving it not really understanding what it's about but it's there Right, it's there, and uh, it exists, and it's like, say, this tether, right, and uh, holding on to what is important. I think that, say, for myself, um, that I've got to do this uh, because I really have difficulty functioning in, you know, on the outside, doing the outside world more and more and more. I, as like, say, right now, that's it's just. Uh, yeah, so it's sort of like, say, a coping kind of uh, coping mechanism, you know, Moss, why are you doing this? Why, why are you talking about, you know, why do you have a podcast? You know, isn't writing just, you know, you spew stuff and, you know, hopefully something sticks and then people give you money for it if, if you're good, uh, you know, but if you're bad, you get punished. No gold stars for Moss. All right, so how are we doing? Probably, yeah, we're in the last, uh, last words. So, uh, so the scene, the scene reflects, 
and the scene shows um, sequences the same thing um, the narrative is a broken narrative uh, but also there's a long tradition of discussing uh, discussing the brokenness and um, you know our protagonist goes on a quest what for why why don't they have everything right now why is it that they have this desperation why do they have this emptiness this um, desire that uh, has to be fulfilled um, and so you know that's what's happening and uh, as writers as plot tellers and storytellers that's that's what we're up to hey uh all my love lots of love and uh i'm in it i'm you know i'm going down to the basement please go down to the basement too and um work on it because um, the best part of you is down there all right take care